Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. In our profiles of caregivers this week, we've discovered again and again how life is disrupted by the responsibility of being a caregiver and how life goes on as well. Meet Boston-area caregiver Bernice Osborne Pollard, who cares for her mother, Mary, with Alzheimer's. Presently, I work uh, for an agency that uh, provides services to senior citizens and um, individuals with disabilities, and I also sell real estate on the side to, you know, make up the extra income because I'm only working part-time and I don't get benefits, so. Is that part of the change that being a caregiver has made in your own career? Absolutely. One of the things that I've definitely sacrificed is is a career. Like, I haven't had the opportunity to develop a career, um, develop interests that, you know, things that I even wanted to be able to pursue. And there was a time when I didn't think that I would be able to get married because I was like, who is going to marry me in this situation or have children? And I thought that that would be another one of the sacrifices. I was willing to make that sacrifice. You but were? thankfully, I'm, I was willing to do that. I was willing to do that. I mean, I only have one mother. You know, I'm not going to look back and say, oh, gosh, you know, I'm not a CEO of my own company because I took care of my mom. I don't, I don't think those are going to be the conversations that I have in my head. But, you know, you didn't think you'd get married, and that, that worked out. <laughs> I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, if you could give... Um, to the 66 million people out there who are caregivers that we've been focusing on this week, you probably have tips for how to date when you're taking care of your mom with Alzheimer's, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> That's pretty funny that you say that, John. Um, how do you date when you I, are a caregiver? I actually met my husband in a bar. I know people say that they can't meet their future partner in a bar, but I met him in a bar because I was bartending. That was one of the jobs I had to work at night so that I could be home and up during the day with my mom. Um, And I met him there. So I would just say, be honest about your situation um, and what that situation is. If it's the right person, um, they will be um, understanding of the role that you play with your loved one. Um, They will be accepting of you as you are. And so um, it won't be be an issue. If you're dating someone and it is an issue, then that's not the person that you should be dating. From tips on dating to advice on maintaining hope and courage for a dependent loved one, Bernice Osborne Pollard is the most experienced caregiver we've met this week. But some days she says it feels just as daunting as when she first decided, along with her sister, to become the sole caregiver for her mom. I've been um, taking care of my mom for this year will be 10 years that we've been taking care of her. And uh, there's no gold watch or badge or employee of the month kind of thing. (laughs) No, there's definitely none of that um, involved. Um, Yeah, it's I can't say it's thankless because it's definitely not. but you get on the job training. So, do you remember um, when you understood that your mother was diagnosed and that she would reach a point where she would need pretty much full time 
caregiving? Did you did you see that point coming and did you have to make decisions and think about what your responsibility was going to be? I do remember there's been points where we, um, you know, my sister and I decided, well, I can't go back to work. Or how can we go back to work? If I go back to work, who's going to stay home with mom? You know, who's going to watch mom? If we're at work, one of us is going to have to stay home. And so we both made the decision to work part-time so that we could keep her home and that we would be able to watch her because at that point she was wandering. And then um, there was a point where she started to have seizures and um, we didn't think we'd be able to keep her home, but um, we just made adjustments and um, ended up interviewing home health aides because we were burnt out. Um, But we didn't know we were burnt out until that moment had happened where she had a seizure and she was in the hospital and we actually got to sleep late. We got to sleep past 7.30 in the morning. And so we were like, hey, we're burnt out. <laughs> Want to hear a number? Is it a good number? <laughs> it's, a, well, it's an amazing number. I mean, of, uh, you're one of, you know, 14 and a half million caregivers dealing with someone with Alzheimer's um, who each year give about 17.5 billion hours of unpaid care, not unlike the routine you've just described to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the value of all that is, estimated by you know economists and all those smart people? $216 billion. It's like wow. It's like eight McDonald's corporations. Wow. You couldn't pay me to do this, though, John. You couldn't pay me to do it because I would do it anyway. Sure. You know, it's my mom. On the other side of it, though, I feel like there should be other supports in place to support people who are taking care of their loved one at home. Like, you know, employers need to be more understanding of um, people who are taking time off. Um, I don't know how to do it, but part-time employees should have benefits, too. Or even the government to recognize caregiver time as real work. Yes, exactly. Is... Is your mom there? So many people describe just how disorienting and uh, heartbreaking the experience of Alzheimer's is for someone who I imagine you had a pretty close relationship with your mom if you're doing this much for her at this point in her life. Uh, Is she there? So she... um... That's a tough one. There are moments when she's there. um, But she doesn't speak anymore. And um, But Bernice, you're there. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. That's the... That's the amazing thing about the caregiver thing. You're there even though she's, and so heartbreakingly not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are moments where she is there. You know, she used to smile a lot, and now she doesn't do that anymore. And um, But my sister always sings to her, and um, when she does, she she opens her eyes a little wider and she looks for us in the room, and so we know that that part of her is still there. But, you know, there's there's not much 
there that's my mom. Well, part of our, our mission this week to all the people that we've talked to is just simply to say, how's it going today? How, uh, mm-hmm. How's your mom doing today? Um, what would your answer to that question be? I would say she's stable. She's good. I mean, she's not in any pain or discomfort. And so for that, we're thankful. So she's doing okay. And you? How are you doing? How's it going today? <laughs> today is okay. I've, I've had better days for other reasons, but um, I'm doing okay today. Today, I'm doing okay. I'm thankful to have my family, um, my husband and my daughter and uh, my sister and my dad and, and brothers and, and friends to support me and, and be there for me. So I am doing okay. What do you think your daughter will remember from this experience? I hope she remembers how to take care of uh, someone. So if she has to take care of her mom, she uh, she knows what to do. But I just hope that she remembers um, the compassion that we've shown um, to her grandparents, and um, and that she repeats the same thing with her with her parents. Somehow, I'm thinking she's probably going to get that message, Bernice. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Well, Bernice, the best of luck to you. Thank you very much, John. Thank you again for having me on the show. Oh, thanks for talking to us. Bernice Osborne Pollard is a caregiver to her mother, Mary Osborne, with Alzheimer's.